How's it going? This is Hassan, along with my friends PM and Trainbang, and welcome to this fucking awesome series called Honest Impressions, where we break down shows to the very nitty gritty. I was only given, I was, I was only able to do this because PM started it first, but this is actually PM's show. I'm sorry, I just wanted to make it hype. But hello, I'm gonna pass it out to PM. How's it going? Hijack. 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 Hello everyone. So I'm PM and welcome to the welcome to Honest Impressions. So Hello PM. So in our very first episode, we will be reviewing the most and <clears throat> the number one anime mm-hmm. twenty of the decade. Oh. Excuse you. <laughs> I can't deny that. Well, I really Fight me. I, I don't have anything to say about it because it's the best fucking show that I have ever seen. <laughs> Better than other the other shows that I watched previously. But to warn you, I guys, can see why you would think that. <laughs> well, to, to warn you guys, this is going to be an etchy show. So if you like, alright, teen. If you like etchy, it. If you like etchy, keep listening. <laughs> but if you don't. Can, um, stop right now, or if you're curious, I won't stop you for, from damaging your pure soul because this is going to be so fucked up. Um, <laughs> I, I won't say it's fucked up, it's just it's, it's on the way there, it's but not yet. There, but the thing is, the it's fucked up in regards to the controversy, but we're going to talk about that a much uh later part of the podcast but for now let's reveal let me give you a full translation of that <laughs> basically it's gonna be not safe for work so yeah. if that bothers you or if your church doesn't allow it turn it off but we all know that you're gonna listen anyway regardless of where you stand so <laughs> <laughs> Cause we know you like the weeb shit. Let's yep. go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> All right. So the anime that we're going to review is Ishizuku Reviewers. Yeah. Oh my god! Just really starting off with Ishizuku. I can't believe this is like the first episode. Yeah. Well, yep. It is the number one anime of the decade. So why not start? We will have to tackle the reasons for why it was called that. <laughs> so, I mean, I gotta say, I'm very impressed with my anime list and how high it ranked. <laughs> they hated that, though. They, they hated it so much. <laughs> they were triggered. The, 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 the only thing... Alright, let's start off before we delve further into that. Let's establish what Ishizuka Reviewers is. It's an anime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which means it's animated. Mm-hmm. Like a cartoon would be. But the premise is that we have a couple of main characters of diverse... You know, there's a diverse set of characters. There's actual diversity here. There's a human being. There's an elf. There's a wolf guy and... Uh, is he a halfling? Was he a ha- is that what you call him? a halfling, but I think it's okay. a bear or... Is yeah, he's a bear. He's a bear. No, I'm talking about the little guy. Oh, the little guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, point is, 
it's it's an it's is it, I guess you could call it an isekai in a way because it's a fantasy uh <laughs> fantasy oh, I want, setting. I want to go to that or <laughs> to that another world. And but unlike every other show, the the point of the show is that they travel to different brothels. You heard me right. It's a they go to different brothels handled by different varying races. And when I say races, I'm talking monster girls, elves, demons, uh, so on and so forth. And they review the prostitutional services provided by them. Quote so review, yeah, with ranking. It's like, uh, and they're like the most read, documented article <laughs> in their town. <laughs> it's, it's it's basically what most online websites are trying to do with their clickbait. So. It's, pre it's pretty luxurious if you if you've seen episode eleven. It's really it. They make money, yes. They, they do make money. money so, that's the show. <laughs> Would you like a uh, high? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fine, fuck it. Alright, introducing Issues Reviewers, an anime from 2020 which was produced by the studio Passion, which were known for their other works Citrus, Rokka no Yusha, Rail Wars, Hinako, One, oh I snorted, <laughs> High School PXD <laughs> Hero, I think one of it, and also um, an upcoming anime uh, uh, remake of Higurashi no Nakoroni. In my Wait. anime list, it has ranked really? 7.74 <laughs> and is in like i think the top i don't know 400 anime <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing oh wow it i mean features, it, the, the show features talents like tomita miyu playing as cream veil the um cream veil Ma, uh, majima junji as stunk may um and cell is played by yusuke kobayashi these were the three, uh, these three go into a lot of adventures together, as uh, Train Bang said, in their brothels. Adventure, quote, unquote. You get the impression from throughout the entire course of this series that these characters are probably already max level. If you're looking at them from an RPG standard, th these guys are over leveled already. They, they don't even try. <laughs> yeah. They just need to do the quest so they have brothel money at this yeah. point. And then they make more money from the reviews. And, oh man. And I'm sure, I'm sure somebody in this world, this world that we live in, has tried doing something like this. And I am equally assured it was not met with the same level of enthusiasm. <laughs> in a perfect world, it would have been met with. Because, like, I mean, I do understand why in the anime there were so many brothels. Because, um, uh, what was uh, the explanation early on in the anime when we get introduced to Zell and, and Stunk is that apparently um, there's a lot of uh, breeds with succubus, um, succubi blood, right? Yes. And they basically have a high um high uh libido uh, high, high sex drive basically higher than um, normal higher than normal higher so than of course succubi as lust demons they need that action but there's also just people who are just horny by default <laughs> Well, I'm not so, going to blame them. I'm not going to blame them because <laughs> if you live in a so, world where there's a lot of adventures <laughs> and yet you don't you don't get any actions, I think it's the best way to let go of some steam. And, and what was like 
<laughs> what was like the um, uh, the world government's like solution to this? Set up brothels all over the world, um, all over the kingdom, to basically adhere to different races and different in different places. And surprisingly enough, the brothels fetch a pretty penny, and it actually has a positive impact on the economy as a whole. Would you look at that? I wish that was here in our real world. Because um, current... you gotta rethink your words and you're saying those things on a podcast, man. You never know who's gonna lynch you. I would support this kind of shit. This is this has the explicit tag, so we earned it. I'm pretending to be a prude. Let me do that for a while. It's not often I get to play that part. <laughs> But, uh, holy shit, I mean, um, this series was especially close to my heart. Uh, I, early last year and the year before that, I came across, in one of our local bookshops, mm-hmm. the Monster Girl Encyclopedia, mm-hmm. Volume 1 and Volume 2. The Monster actual... Monster Girl Encyclopedia? Monster Girl Encyclopedia, yes. Volume 1 and Volume 2 in one of our local bookstores. I will tell you which at the end of this podcast. Don't want to ruin the reputation. But <laughs> All right, I, got I, I got my hands on them. Knowing only what I've seen online. You know, bits and pieces of pages. And I can tell you right now that this series... I'm not sure if the author of the books uh, has any tie-in uh, to the series. But the actual premise is... Very, very similar, because in the series, as as uh, Heisengard uh, pointed out, mm-hmm. I correct myself there, <laughs> as he pointed out, is that uh, all, almost all monster races, all living races have some succubi blood in them, which does give them a heightened libido, which also means that there's a craving for human, for life essence as an exchange, right. and in the Monster Girl Encyclopedia. It was explained that at one point, the overlord of all demons and monsters throughout the entire world became a succubus. She was a succubus queen. And there was a sort of high hive, uh, I, I forgot what you call this. It's a scientific term wherein the change in one ecological factor affects all other elements in it. So in the books, wherein uh, the Overlord became a succubus queen, every other demon and monster girl that, for example, a slime, it used to be an ordinary slime, no? Mm -hmm. But when the succubus Overlord queen became leader of all monsters, of all demons, of all non-human races, every single non-human race adapted faculties, assets, similar to that of their Overlord queen. So they became monster girls. I think this, uh, our series here, Shizuka Reviewers, may have some tie into that. If these writers knew anything about each other, or it could just be coincidence. But because of that, if I were to pull out the book right now and read a chapter on anything, you would probably find that it's highly accurate to what we encountered in the show. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be surprised if the author of the, of the Monster Girls book and Ijusoku Reviewers... It's the same. Knew each other? No, no, they're they're not. They're not. Either but they know each other, or it's the same guy using different pen names. Or they just happen to have the same idea because it's real in some parallel universe. If only. Well, well, <laughs> I can't deny that. 
Oh man, so what should we what should we tackle first about this? The the politics? The 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 first episode? Alright, so why it was great? <laughs> Alright, so we'll tackle first what makes it great, the animation. You know? Ah was it really the animation? Uh Heisen, I'm not was it the an the animation that made it great? Aside from the Oh fuck yeah, the animation made it great. <laughs> It got even better throughout the season. Yeah, I'm sure oh, the, more man. Actions, the more the the more episodes I watch. It got more risque through the through the episodes too. But I have to respect them for doing that, to be honest, because we, yeah, when we all had an idea, a a brief inkling of what this might have been about when it came out, but when the act when the episode actually played and we actually saw it. If, I'm not sure if your reactions were the same as mine. Mine, I was sitting in my chair. I was like, what the actual fuck? Well, do we all And then I turned up the volume really hard and they maximized the screen and I was stuck. <laughs> well, to be honest, after seeing that scene, I turned it off, went to an off-brand site and do my business and then went back in and watched it again. Oh, off-brand. Oh, mm -hmm. Off-brand, huh? Because, <laughs> because <laughs> who's gonna blame me for... It's... You, even though you can't see the private parts... Oh, but you, you can! You can hear it! You can still hear it! They added sound effects to... Uh, especially the one scene with the low-tier low succubi. They added sound effects to basically a wet pussy hitting the fucking glass. Was this the uh, was this the sex room? The glass the glass room? The low tier succubus room. Oh man uh, <laughs> the, 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 the sex crazed uh, succubus demons in the glass window. The aquarium room. <laughs> okay, heads up. Um the author of Ishisoku reviewers, Amahara has an um is apparently a pseudonym for Mamahara Ellie, I think. I'm not sure. And Ishizoka Reviewers, um a uh, story writer, also makes a lot of shonen eye. That's a surprise. What I, a twist. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm I'm like double checking because like I'm not sure if it's the same one. Because it's um Amahara is the name of the art um is the name of the author for Ishizoku. But then um, they're also credited for um, uh, this other name called Mamahara Ellie. Ellie. So that's apparently. And what? Amahara Fuon. This person has like three, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm checking out like M M M Mangangelo. Mangangelo. There we go. And um, it's it it shows that I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm like, and apparently here in Man Angelo alone, Ichizuka reviewers has around eight point four million views already. That's fucking impressive. Wow, <laughs> that's so fucking impressive. Holy shit! I, I'm not even surprised. And to think that the manga itself is tame. Well, well the manga's tame. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> The manga, the act, the official manga may be tame, but there's actually a doujin version of this. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty familiar with the doujin version. I mean, of Ishizuka. Yeah, Ishizuka yeah. Black. I, 
it, I think it was done by the original artists too, right? No, 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 no. So it's different Dojin artists actually. They're, but do they consider it collaboration? But it's considered an official tie-in, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Um, what's amazing is that this is basically a lot of off-brand, <laughs> a lot of off-brand artists. That basically, oh my god, well, they have together. I think, yeah, dude, one of the artists, I think, was Shindo L. What? No kidding, or the manga. I'm not sure. What? I'm not sure. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at, like, I'm double checking the sources just to be sure. Um, where was it? Where the fuck was it? Okay, um. Um, let me double check. Here it is. Ishizoku Reviewers Darkness is what it's called. Ishizoku Reviewers Comic Anthology Darkness. Um, and when you, let me do a really quick Google search. <laughs> Ishizoku Reviewers um, Anthology Darkness. Who are the artists here? And um, let's find out. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I'd love to hear the names. Let's freaking find out. Okay. <clears throat> Chat this down, listeners. Chat this down. You may want to use this for oh, reference. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of them, and there apparently has been, um, there's only been one volume with one, two, three, four, five, six reviews on it. Mm -hmm. However, the artists um, credited, by the way, the author is still Amahara. Mm -hmm. It's still Amahara. So, I don't know if you guys know these, um, these artists, but um, here's the list. The more noticeable ones that I find is Cool Kyoshi, Cool Kyoshinja, Enda Marimo, Ganmare, Gashi Gashi, Hiyama, Daisuke, Kafun, Karasuchan, Kome, Tsubu, Kyushi Kagero, Masha, and for those who are, um, I think, uh, Nakamura Morris. Um, no, 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 not familiar with that. Nizuni, Takunomi, Takura Mahiro and the most famous of them all, fucking Shindo, is here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Shindo is here. I can't believe that. Okay, excuse me. I'm just going to order one. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you moved that quick. I cannot believe this was supported by the official author of the... Of of Ishizoku, that's fucking amazing. But yeah, that's that's all I can see from a quick Google search. So, <laughs> and then like a little bit of a trivia that I found out. Um, apparently, what's really cute is that like, um, there's like some uh, what is this? Uh, there's this little program called Ishizoku's Reviewer Radio, where the main, the trio main cast, uh, namely the, um, uh, the voice actors for Krim, Stunk, and Zell, kind of talk about random shit and also do, like, kinky stuff over the radio. Like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. <laughs> what Sounds the like fun? Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's called Ishizoku Reviewer, Ishizoku Reviewer's Radio. There is a site for it. I'm just gonna, you know what? But it's all in Japanese, so some people just uploaded this shit on YouTube, and they translated it, and it's... It's, a, it's fucking impressive. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> the fucking God. I'm going to... I'm going to, I will need that for reference. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes! I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn that into my ambient sound when I go to bed tonight. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, ladies and gents, uh, and everyone in between, it's called Ishizuka Reviewers Comic Anthology Darkness. Your favorite artist is probably in there somewhere. Mine is definitely the messed up mind of Shindo L, which I compared to basically, he's basically the hentai version of Junji Ito's horror. <laughs> Like God, no, no, that's wrong. That's so wrong. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, you guys can basically get an idea of like how I pretty much like Shindal. Okay, yeah. Moving on. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to... the same subject. I'm gonna say that uh, I only discovered last week that TSF was actually done by Shindal, and oh, that happened. Monogatari. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the animated version, the first, uh, well, I think there were only two apps, right? There were only two apps ever made, and I saw that, and I really liked it, despite how wonky the animation was at the time, I found it really, um, how oh, do I... Yeah, you're gonna have more fun with the manga, because, like, that yeah. is building stone for his masterpiece. Yeah, yep, and, and is very similar to his other work. But... Yeah, I, I, yep, except that this is a little funnier and less sad in yeah. a way. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I didn't know it was his work until last week. I just so happened to be perusing the old archive for gentlemen of cultured natures and uh, happened to see the title and they said, oh, I know this. <laughs> And then I started reading it, and for every page that I read, I felt myself becoming smarter and more educated in the way of life. So that's definitely in the favorite list now. Consider me a fan, Shindoi. Consider me a fan. <laughs> Shindol has like, oh shit. He made one while... Yeah, you know what? Well, before we get sidetracked, um, but yeah, he basically made something just as fucked up as his masterpiece. But yes, going back to... Um, uh, Ishizuka reviewer, <laughs> L. Um, uh, yeah, uh, donated his talent for this wonderful anthology. Buy it. <laughs> Ishizuka reviewer's comic anthology, Darkness, now available some in your in your online magazine stores. Oh my god. Okay, I'm done. Man, don't make me spend any more money. I spent so many hundreds this last two months. Stop me. <laughs> Also, uh, a, little bit of, a little bit of a trivia for those who watch Ray Zero. Yusuke Kobayashi, the voice of of Zell the Elf, is also apparently the voice of Natsuki Subaru from basically every Ray Zero. So there you go. He's how, the guy no, to another fucking world. No, I fucking hate Subaru. Gets, he gets the girl. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but I fucking love Zell. Jesus Christ! Why? How, wow, that's. I didn't know either. Now I understand why Zell is a is a hundred a hundred plus years old. How I'm just imagining how many times he died. Ah, God. Listen, listen. When it, as far as Zell is concerned, the only thing I know is episode three. That's as far as I'm going. All right, so. Since... <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the most infamous episode. Of... For us, individually, it... or us collectively? Collectively first. Oh, I didn't know there was an infamous episode. I thought the whole series was infamous was... on this. Yeah, that, the whole thing was insane. Ah. Uh, you know, on that subject, how about this? 
first impressions, the moment the ending theme played. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how that I PM. Love, how oh. I love that ending. How I love that ending. Uh, remember when I mentioned I was watching episode two in the office? Yeah. I didn't finish episode one all the way. So when I started watching episode two in my office, I was watching it all the way through, and then I saw the ending theme. It was a karaoke session. You know, the the, the song and dance. It sounded like a ordinary karaoke. Yeah, it sounded like a bomb festival type of thing. It's, uh, it's called what an enma, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then so it was a da, 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 so there was there was a heavy beat. They're clapping sounds, and then Stunt gets on the microphone. He starts rapping, and then there's the there's a lot of humping going on in the back. It's like, it's like, and I'm watching on full screen in the office. And lo and behold, who shows up right behind me? Not one, but two of my bosses. <laughs> Holy shit. Two of my bosses just walk up behind me as they see wow. me watching this. I was on my lunch break, to be fair. But. Well, anyone will, anyone will be shocked and will want to check it much closer <laughs> well once that part starts playing <laughs> on a lucky note mm -hmm. the only thing the only thing i had to suffer for was i had to give them a copy <laughs> congratulations you became a provider of culture <laughs> i mean that ending theme i mean the, the opening theme to the series if you get past the flashing lights and the sensors yeah. you know if you see the uncensored one that that was a shocker on its own because uh Holy shit, that's, this is aero manga levels of full frontal nudity at this point. Well, it's not and then, mm. I mean, after that, you see, you, you watch the episode, like, wow, okay. We get a harpy lady, a really cute harpy lady. She's making those adorable chirping sounds, and holy shit, those facial expressions. I hate go every three seconds, okay. Um, and each each one, a different review, a different different description, a different scenario. And then you finally get to the end, the ending theme plays. And the only thing that's going to bother you for a few seconds is the old lady. Oh, yeah. I mean, it will bother you for But like watching Kill a Kill, that's going to leave your mind. You're going to start accepting that as a normal part of the series. And you're going to wonder... It's going to leave you a scar, to be honest. Oh, not me. I mean, again, I've seen so Wait, much work. You mean the old lady, Madame Mitsune? Yes. yes. way I mean, Madame, it's, she's a fucking legend. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> that Obasan is a fucking legend. If, I, I'm, I but I, her, um, what the, the ending... Ending theme? The end, no, after the ending theme. Um, she's actually teaching the Mushroom Girls how to do... Oh, yeah, she gives tips yeah, she, at the end there. She actually she, shows how to do a BJ. Hey, hey, she, among she, other she, things. Among other things. Ah, the oh. day when I, when when uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that episode. Oh my god, I, flashbacks, war war flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Innocent sons playing in the background. <laughs> Unfortunate sons are. Oh, but you know, I'm gonna be on Stunk's side on this. She may be a legend, but. I don't know. I like Elma. I do like Elma. The uh, the the, re the yeah. really young looking old elf woman. Yeah, because uh, we humans, as a human, as long as they're cute, as long as they look young, why not? Elf, I'm, I'm not. In my case, on my case, anyways. Also, not gonna say that the show introducing us to Elma at the very start of the series is a good note to start on. Yes. Yeah. It, 
it basically it's basically saying, you know this? We're showing you a lot of this right now. Expect worse. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good stepping stone for them because once they give oh, their, their reviews for Elma and... That was, that was no stepping stone, PM. That, that was a boulder in the middle of a lake as wide as three football fields. So, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, so, That's huge. You're looking at it. You're standing on it. You're not wondering what it is. You know it's there. And then they're basically telling you, yeah, we got other football fields just 10 feet away that are probably bigger than this and much worse. And you're going to love it. <laughs> and the other, so, other football yeah. fields are themed. <laughs> there's there's grass on some. It's concrete on the others. It's wood on the other. Yeah, man, we're using football field metaphors to describe the <laughs> But the brothels. <laughs> Speaking of like um, Elma, a little bit of a, a little bit of a trivia because I'm up here on my anime list. Um, Elma's like um, voice actress. Uh, her name is Momoyo Koyama. Apparently, yeah. she's more of a stage actress, and she's she's done like only two anime roles. One's Elma for Ishizuka, and one's um, uh, Shoujo Kageki Revenue Starlight, which I think is an idol. Yeah, uh, review Starlight. Yeah, I I, I didn't yeah. fully pick that up because I wasn't, you know, idols aren't really my thing. But I did but hear a, good yeah. things. It was edgy idol anime. And that's what I heard. Um, all that I know is that apparently, uh, every uh, a lot of her fans seem to love her singing voice in Shoujo Kageki Revenue Starlight. And sadly, apparently, um, around like April twenty four, Momokoyama's Twitter says that she's gonna go on a one month hiatus. I don't know exactly what for, but it might be either stage plays or just acting in general. But then you know, stuff happens, so she's gonna get mm. two to three months <laughs> of hiatus from uh, just because. Just because we can wait. We have the patience of gods. There's always something to wait for. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh. <laughs> I'm still crap. shocked that Rie Kawamura was the Croc girl. What really? Wait, no, Croc. R- Rie Kawamura? Yeah, was she was. The, she was the crocodile. She was the crocodile girl. There was a crocodile girl. Oh my god, I forgot yeah, it's my. The, it's, the it's the egg-laying episode, which is. Really- oh, that one. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um. Uh, that's very surprising. Rie Kawamura was the literally was, her name is Croc. What the it, fuck? It, it was it was out of it was pretty much out of nowhere. I mean, when I found out, it was like, okay, are they just grabbing these names out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, apparently. I mean, uh, it is an experience you can't really say no to. I mean, how often do you get to do porn that's aired on live TV? <laughs> this is like. That, that's another thing. This anime is just basically softcore porn. Who am I talking? Yeah, it was. Oh, softcore. We actually had a serious debate. When I say we, uh, me and my friends, my drinking buddies, yes, they watched the show too. <laughs> so we, we we actually had an in depth debate about this series, especially the debacle that followed. Ooh. So we've, I mean, we we established that this is basically it's it's, it's technically. Aired on national television is softcore porn that borderlines on something even beyond that at certain points. Episode three, episode three, um, and yet we were wondering, we were trying to dist- trying to start in the beginning. We were talking about episode one. And 
I mean, yeah, this is it's got nudity, but we've seen animated nudity before. We've seen boobs in anime before. I mean, we've, we've we've seen hentai before. I mean, it hasn't gone past that line. It's mostly been uh, it's it's mostly in the windows, and uh, it's not implied. I mean, it's clearly not implied because they're really talking about the shit. But you know, we're all thinking, ah, they're not gonna go beyond that. It's 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 probably you know it's probably gonna be a comedic attempt at talking about sub- sensitive subject matter at best. That was day one of us discussing this. A week follows, and we watch episode two, and then episode three, and we got together uh, before episode four, and we were all unanimous. This is porn. <laughs> just, everything that we discussed in the video is all gone. Ishizuka Reviewers is porn. It's on national TV. It got canceled on different uh, stations for it. But you know what? It's a masterpiece. It's uh, It does something. It's done something that no one else has had the balls to do. Well, it's it's bitch slap censors. It's bitch slap critics. I mean, and it came at a good time because during the the period that Ishizuka reviewers is coming uh, showing, there were also issues with certain animes that the Western critics, critics of the animes who were not the intended audiences for, mind you, reacting to anime, saying it's not diverse enough, it's not progressive. Um, they're sexist, they're bigots, that tax on persona, all, all of these things were going on, and then this anime comes up, and it feels like a bitch laughed to their faces. It's the, most, uh, it's the most diverse anime of all time. Diverse, but also the same, the very reason that it was diverse was the reason why they hated it. Because how could you air something like this? I mean... Can you imagine the same group of people that reacted to this after they reacted to Shield Hero or Goblin Slayer? If they went apeshit for Goblin Slayer and they went, what, uh, Planet of the Apes on Shield Hero's premise, oh my, triggering. Can you imagine what bonfires could have started over the series when it aired? And surprisingly, they were outnumbered by the people who loved the show. Twitter drowned out everyone who hated it. I, I myself, when episode two was out, I was on Twitter saying, my first tweet was, where's the uncensored episode? That was the first thing I said on that day. Where's the uncensored episode? Why am I seeing fog of war? And then I get replies, you're watching on horrible. And, and I realize, oh, but here, let me show you the direction where you can find what you need. I get tweets like that. Really? Yeah, they replied to me, the sources. You can watch it here. This is the Taiwan stream. You can watch it here. Oh, shit. No kidding? And, I mean, people were cooperative. This is how you're supposed to be during a quarantine. And this was not even during quarantine. <laughs> they, it was holding hands, you know, lifting brothers and sisters up to the glory of boobs and monster girls. What can I, I mean, say? Boobs, <clears throat> boobs unite us all. Well, and the... the yes, yes, yes. I have to agree. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna come up with something profound. I ran out. <laughs> well, if I'm going to be, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I after episode three of Ishizoku, I actually read the manga, and I have to say, it is much tamer than I, I said. Yeah, it's much tamer. It is much tamer. What the fuck? Yeah. No, seriously, it is, dude. It's light. I mean, it's it's mostly it's uh it's it's. It's, 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 oh god, it's, 
If you compare, was a little more intense. If you compare it to a dessert, it's mostly whipped cream. But the it, anime, it's still sexy, but it's not too love rue. Yeah, it, but if you watch the anime, it's the whole damn cake. Holy no. shit! You mean to tell me Studio Peshon just cranked it up to a ten? Yes, an eleven. Because as if he was, I was gonna make the comparison. He described it as a cake. I was gonna. That was not a cake. That was an entire buffet platter of dessert. <laughs> well, and the, the only way you could eat it was to shove your face first into each of the desserts. No hands. That's the metaphor I'd use for it. I mean, based off some of the girls, you'd probably shove your whole face in there, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes, I yes. would. Yes. <laughs> I definitely would. I definitely would. Probably Zell. <clears throat> I'd probably shove my face into Zell. Episode 3. <laughs> Because it's, it's they added oh, all of the actions in the anime. What I'm most impressed is some of the, the liberties. Yeah, the liberties of Studio Passion. Oh my god, I just gotta I just have to give them praise for what they did on the anime. I, I think I'm looking forward to more. Here's here's another metaphor. I can imagine uh Amahara in conversation with Studio Passion and say uh, we were reading your manga and we found it great. It's amazing. We want to animate it. Sure. But there's just one problem. You see this? It's about sex with prostitution monster girls. And say, yes, that's the premise. You're not asking me to change it, are you? No, we're going to ask your permission if we can change it. To what? Well, we're going to turn it into this. And he starts to show off an actual porno. Into that. We're going to animate that into that. You mean you're going to actually do that with the moaning and the juice and the slime and the boobs and the physics? Oh, they're and the, they're going to make and the, probably 40 to 50 times more sex than your manga. And Amahara's will be like, fuck, sign me up. Did you have jump? to ask? I would have been happy if you just did it without telling me. <laughs> I mean, that's my impression of how it could have gone. I don't think he, uh, if Amahara is a man or a woman, I'm not sure, but I don't think the author would have been reluctant to agree to this. Well, if he, well, if they, they were, the, I, they, they made the, uh, they made the comic anthology. So I won't be surprised if Jump Manga, uh, Jump Magazine will jump. No, no, the no, opportunity to increase no, their, you know. no, no, they never will. I, I swear to you, Shonen Jump is Shonen Jump for a reason. <laughs> it's well, actually what publishes To Love Rue? Was it? It wasn't Shonen Jump, right? That was something else, right? A different, different. Uh, I, I can't remember what what uh, Tankobon prints out uh, To Love Rue, but it, it's not Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump is the home of Dragon Ball and Naruto. Can you imagine Ishizuka reviewers in between pages of Naruto? <laughs> I mean, sign me the fuck up. I mean, alright. Boruto is for a, a long time ever since oh. she it, so this is this would be like, oh, finally some real fucking food. Yeah. The la on this last page, it's Frieza, uh, Frieza in dialogue with Goku from Dragon Ball Super. You turn the next page and there's breasts. Oh shit! That 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 that. Uh, I mean, reading the same thing. I mean, did they some somebody slip something in here? Is this actually a phone book with a manga inside? <laughs> <laughs> power level went up because I sure think my power level went up. 
I, I'm not wearing a Geiger counter, but I can see numbers in my eyes. <laughs> I see something increasing. Oh, I'm, it's not the numbers. <laughs> oh, um... I keep calling you that. Why do I keep calling you that? Heisengard, tell me, what is your favorite episode? Oh my god, like... I'm not sure anymore. Like, after episode three, it's been a whirlwind of emotions. I don't know which one is my favorite anymore. You know what? After episode three, um, I had to give it to maybe episode four. Oh, this is the salamander episode, right? The lava, the lava in? It was. It's the episode with the lava in and the uh, lesser succubi. And I'm like, it's the demon aquarium. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Yes, sign me the fuck up. Yep, yep, yep. I can see that being someone's favorite. It's definitely in my top list. Like, oh my god. And I I don't know. Um, What else is there? Um, mm, Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm thinking of the other episodes, and I really cannot think of anything that beats my episode, episode four. So, okay, um, let's move on to... What was the strangest episode for you guys? Strangest. What for you was like the strangest? The one where you don't know you don't know if you wanna get turned on or you know what? Um yeah, accept the white boner or not accept the white boner. What episode made you do do that? That's uh that's a that's a good one. Um yeah, DM, you mind if I start? Um me, I'm just going to go with the egg laying episode because yeah. Episode seven. Yeah, no. the egg laying was a little out there. I mean, it 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 was hot in its own way, but mostly for the audio. The I, audio is what sold it for me. What I love about that, because like, see the um the thing about Ishizuka Reviewer is that we see the um uh, we get a re- reviews based on a human, an elf, and an angel, and the, and sometimes um uh, a fourth guest. Right, yeah. fourth or fifth, yeah, fourth or fifth. And what I um I do um uh, yeah, episode seven is fucking weird. But I but like remembering the episode right now, I I understand why the snake boy really really likes the eggling um the eggling brothel. It's it, such a given. <laughs> it, it caters to what to to him as a as a reptilian or I don't know what to call it. Anime Argonian, or whatever you call it. <laughs> isn't he, wait, isn't the Snake Boy a Lamia? He, he, he's, a Lamia. he's a Lamia. He's a Lamia. He's a Lamia. Oh wait, if it's a male, it's a Naga, isn't it? I'm not sure anymore. Lamia is like, um, oh shit, what was but, his name? But in the but in the episode itself, they call them Lamias. Okay, well, La- Lamia then. Like like it's uh, as a collective. Yeah, as a as a collective. And okay. There's, there's yeah. also Merman. The oh, the Merman episode. No. Uh, it's in one episode. It's... Oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, episode seven. Yeah, me, Lamias, and Merman are watching the egg- the eggling. Yeah, I can, I can see. I, I guess the, what that tackled mostly was uh, this was a topic for fetishists. It was a, it was a fetish topic more than anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it was more of uh, into voyeurism. That, that's what it was. That, that, that that's the, uh, that was the subject they were going for voyeurism. But instead of watching someone dance through a window, they were watching someone lay eggs. Which, <laughs> hearing myself say it out loud. But see, like, there's so many different audiences that go for that, too. The Lamias are there for the eggs because they want to eat it. 
the chefs were there because the biggest, um, the better eggs come for better quality. So the egg-laying succubi girls in there, not only do they get a bang for buck for just laying eggs in front of uh, what's basically a netorare audience, they get a uh, like what what did um, what did the um, head of the brothel say? A majority of the um, the the bids that happen go to to the girl who whose egg won the bid. Like just like ten percent yeah. just um a stay for the for the upkeep of the brothel and that's it. Like that's a really good fucking system. There's a supply and demand. <laughs> the, the egg layers make the most money. Well, at least to a degree. Uh, maybe not so much. Because when you think about the economy, uh, they don't lay eggs often. So, it. According I guess the, it's according, balanced. According to their explanation, the bird maids, uh, Medri, she usually lay eggs once a month. I think it's it's a while, and and then there's no guarantee that your egg would sell. Well, yeah. sell for the top price. So, seriously thinking about the economy of this place. God, I can't believe we're doing this. But seriously, thinking about the economy of this place, it's actually pretty organized. You know, it, it makes sense. And so I'm surprised how much depth they put into that. It, in a way, that's that's what's impressive about Ishizoku. The world building and how important these brothels are to the economy of this world is actually really impressive. Oh, actually, um, I was wrong about the, what do you call this, the money, the, the split of the money. Apparently, the brothel only keeps the entrance fee. The girl keeps the, the whole the thing, the whole pot. The whole, the whole fucking pot, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. I couldn't remember that. That was. Uh, I think it's easy for us to miss certain details due to obvious reasons. I mean, how often were we really paying attention to the dialogue without having to rewatch the entire episode? Yeah. It's I mean, like, really. It's like <laughs> now that when our blood is not on our dicks and on our heads, that we get a better grip of like how interesting their economy is. And also, yeah, since uh, I, I don't know, like I haven't read the manga, but I'm guessing there's probably an establishment here for like girls too. There's probably like male brothels too. Like holy, they establish that. Yeah. There, there really is uh, male brothels. In fact, they even have. Sp they explain that there are specific brothels that cater to both specifics. I, right. They have bara brothels, man. Yeah, at the bara one. Fuck, I forgot about that. I think that was ep I think that's episode three. <laughs> I forgot about that shit. The, and ep the... episode three. Oh God, how do I begin? Um, to answer well, your, it's just hot. It's really hot. It's I, the, the hot is isn't the word I'd think. Uh, to answer uh, Heisenberg's initial inquiry, what was the one that weirded me out the most? Uh, egg laying one didn't weird me out as much as I thought it would. Mushrooms kinda did the mushroom to a degree. Yeah. Episode five. I think so. Yeah, it was the mushroom girls, the one with the. It was a little strange. Mushrooms, like just all of them in general. The entire episode. It, look, I'm I'm not in I'm not into fungi. <laughs> it's um, the idea. I, I think it's just me. It's just me personally. But the idea of knowing you have a girl that's a mushroom with a face. It. I'm getting Super Mario vibes, bro. It's it it, it just it, it just kills. Part of me, and although I saw the episode to the end, it just 
didn't work for me in particular. It didn't work. And that's not anyone's fault. Not the authors, not the animators. That's me. That was my personal preference. And I apologize for that. That was, that was just something that I couldn't fathom. That's why the egg laying actually made more sense to me than the mushroom, than the mushroom girls. Uh, but in retrospect, you know, if I were to reverse that inquiry and say what specific episode would be my absolute favorite of them all, it's definitely going to be episode three. Because, well, episode one and two made me go, what the fuck? Holy shit, is this real? Episode three had me speechless. And then I yelled, fuck! Because that, episode three is my tag. That is my tag. Those Gender were Bender, Those were, those, I mean, you, when, you, when you, you held that guess, you, your, your, your tags were right. They were right. But my other tags were dark skin and gender bender. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, this, when episode 3 showed and they said that they were in a uh, gender bender brothel, they were going to experience from the other side, I was like, do tell me more. I actually, I actually sat closer to the screen and I was reading the dialogue and then my screen went black and then it said, please enjoy the show without any visuals. Did I just ah. grab horrible? <laughs> oh, that bullshit. Oh my god. <laughs> That was, and then I think it was a few minutes into that ep when I saw that rage, pure, unadulterated, unbridled rage. I opened a bottle of Stolishnaya. I always keep one under my bed. Just cracked it open. I chugged a bit. <laughs> I put it back under my bed. Is that the first and time you... the episode came out? The what? Is that the first time? Is that the first time that the episode came out? Yes. No, that was the first. That was the first release that was available. I was not aware it was horrible, and it was also the episode that got that started the ban hammer. <laughs> I mean, it really started the ban hammer. Absolutely ban hammer. I mean, Tokyo MX. Tokyo MX is known for airing uncensored animes. High School DXD was the, that's the the there was this other one about there was mech it was a mecha show it was H uh, High School H H or something like that DXD uh, there was a DXD there was an H H I have that somewhere here in my computer there were other and there were other shows Elfin Lead was shown uncut uh, on Tokyo MX many many years ago and then this they bit the bullet we cannot air this on national TV oh really. After everything else, I believe you've also aired To Love Rue. <laughs> so, after using my other sources, thank you Twitter, I reacquired the episode, rewatched it, gender bend. All my energy just, uh, I just melted into goo. I was just watching this. Stunk became hot. Zell became hot. Krim, well, Krim is Krim. So. Krim was already hot to begin with, <laughs> dude or otherwise. I, I, I didn't really care much, but still. This episode progressed. We saw your reaction. Then they really went to town on this. That's this episode, they really went to town on this. All right, let, let me. I'm gonna give you the play-by-play -play based on memory. I'm not playing the episode. I'm playing it from my head. Stunk got the elf girl. Yeah. It was your reaction. There was not many scene changes. There were a lot of hand actions. There were a lot of positions, and there was a lot of juice dripping. That was one. Two. The one that followed was the. Uh, the what was I keep forgetting the name of that halfling. What was his name? Um, Finchel, I think. Finchel, Kenchel, Kenchel, Kenchel. There we go. Yeah, he turns into a female version of himself. Now this this little dude is adorable as he is. 
He's an adult, but he's adorable as he is. Turning into a female version of himself, it's criminal. I mean, it's one of my tags, but it's absolutely criminal. And it's made so much worse when his partner is also a female version of his race who's into BDSM. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then the dildo insertion. Shit, are you leaving anything to the imagination at this point? That was like, whoa, that's basically hentai right there. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, oh shit, they're actually doing this. They, they, they actually bothered to put pixels. Dude, I know what that is. They put a fucking mosaic. It's hentai. <laughs> it was adorable, but it, the whole thing was criminal as shit. Wait, uh, they actually pixelated it? I actually not Yeah, they placed a fucking mosaic on it. Y'all oh. want a screenshot? God damn. I, I mean, I'd play it right now, but I need to keep a straight head. My favorite one was what followed. Well, second to the my first favorite one was what followed. Zells, the slime girl. Yeah. Stomach distension. Jesus Christ. When was the last time I saw stomach distension in a regular national TV aired anime? Never. What was the last time I saw it? Was it Imayojo or Tsukudoji? Was it uh, another tentacle anime? It was Maho Shoujo Irena? I can think of so many. So many. But none of them are national TV quality. And then the line that the slime girl go, uh, delivers as she's humping Zell. And it was gratuitous with the bouncing and the physics. She asks, can I go deeper? And she just smiles. I'm going to take that as a yes. And she yelps and the stomach distension begins. Like, And the towel is barely covering anything. Like, I was clapping at the end of that scene. I was literally clapping at the end of that. How much further could they go with this? Oh, they could bring out full girl Krim, who referred to herself or himself as Clitorim in the subs. He called himself Clitorim in the subs. And with, uh, what was the name of the hyena girl? Was it, uh, was it Elena or something? Something like that? The, the, the hyena girl with a dick? <laughs> what was it? Ah, Elsa. Elsa, Elsa. Dude, let it go. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> one, but I... But, dude, Krim as a girl is adorable. Holy shit. Again, criminal in so many ways, the way that character looks. To Elza, that episode gave us the taste of the wild savannah. Yes. <laughs> Quote, unquote, tattoo that on my butt cheeks, please. God. That's, that's exactly it. And I could not stop talking about this episode. And when the episode ended and everybody reverted back to original forms, my feeling was I was disappointed. I was you want to, utterly... You want the duration dude, of the gender swap potion to be much longer? Dude... Between you and me, us guys, yeah. honestly, the gender swap potion, I've had dreams about that. Seriously. I mean, totally, uh, no homo, totally straight. But if you turn me into a woman, I'll tell you I'll be the best goddamn woman I could ever be. <laughs> I'm the guy who adapts to his role, and I'm not against it. And Jesus, they, they gave scientific explanations for it. How long it lasts. People who love the gender bend so much that they forgot it has a time limit. It has a Cinderella time limit. Oh, man, the sciences. I can't even. That, that world building is just downright fucking amazing. We can play a D&D &D session with this. Ishizuka Reviewers Dungeons & Dragons edition. With I Peter. Joined, I actually joined. <laughs> and Jan. I'm, and more than, I'm more than willing to join if that's going to happen. Because the, um, the world building itself is pretty... It's, pretty it's impressive. It's impressive. It's impressive. My, like, most of my art is gender bent. 
most of the stuff I draw is gender bend. The whole episode woke something to me. It's like, I could have been doing this. It, it was an eye-opener, you know? And it was what made me repair my goddamn drawing tablet. Really? I have a broken Damn. drawing tablet. It broke! I have been unable to draw for, what, six, seven months? And I've been doing things on mouse, and I gave up? And when I saw episode three, I was working my ass off trying to repair this goddamn thing. And I only got it fixed about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And I swear, if you've been cock-blocked that long... <laughs> From drawing the things you like, inspired by something like episode three of Ishizuka Reviewers, blue balls doesn't even doesn't even begin to describe what you feel. <laughs> but but I digress. Every other, but if I was going to describe the next favorite episode, it's the dream ones, the 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 dream demons. Last episode. Which one was the dream dream demon? The last episode. Uh, it's the brothel where and they get to relive all the fan the, the fantasies that they enjoyed the most, even if they weren't. Uh, even if they, the actual subject of their fantasies aren't there, they get to enjoy it again. But, and they had an explanation. So the, the dream demons, they actually let you relive those fantasies. They, they, they kind of plug into your head. So Stunk got to relive... Uh, what was it that Stunk relived? He relived one of the elf girls. Kanshell relived Maidri. Uh, the golem Maidri. Zell, who did... Zell relived... Mid <laughs> Old lady Mid <laughs> He relived, um, um, he loves, he likes the Obasan, like, that. he loves her, absolutely. So, the, and the, the clincher of that, the, the best part about that was, even after you've enjoyed your fantasy in your head, you can still do it with the Dream Demon. So you get two for the price of one. There is one catch. If the Dream Demon can only play dreams of experiences that you've already had. So if you've never had any, you're never going to live it. You're never going to get it. So you need, you really need to... You needed to have an experience before of something that you really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. That made me think. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm but I like that one because uh, if, you, if you're in this line of work with them, I think you have a lot to pull from. Yeah. So no, no complaints from me. That's going to be a lot of source materials for them to pull. What was your favorite episode, PM? I'm curious. I mean, we... Uh, mm, I think it's going to be episode 3 as well. Because, <laughs> I'll be honest, it caught me by surprise. It caught me by surprise. It caught everyone by surprise, bro. <laughs> That's that was like the most extreme I've seen. They weren't even fan servicing anymore. They just went full hentai. I don't think any other episode. I can't. I don't. I can't think of any other episode that's gone that far. The only other. It's not even a, uh, an episode. The only other scene that I've seen go that far was the pussy slap onto the glass onto the glass, and then she drips like crazy, and I'm like, holy god! And then and then they toned it down just a bit after that. Just a bit. I think there's another. There's another one. Um... That episode, the role-playing one, where they, where you capture um, a female knight, and you're going to do, you're going to role-play first, and then. Oh shit! Um, and that was that was intense. Yeah. After after the interrogation, you're going to your private room with your um. With your captured um. With your cap, cap T. Let's call it. You can do anything with you. Anything that you want. That 
sound like that does sound like fun honestly it's proactive and you have to try like really funny for that episode like some of them were really into it because they want to be actresses the others just wanted to be into it because they were horny as fuck like the the hyena girl was it a hyena girl that crim got no no, yeah no it's the cow girl it's the cow girl the cow girl that crim got um but oh wait uh, wait wait, no 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 yes it's it's no no it's the hyena dog yeah it was a God. Uh, the cowgirl, I think, went to Ken. Of course, Kenshell tortures the his. Uh, it's it's Kenshell. Oh my god! But yeah, like I love that. Like there's still even uh, even on like on that level where everyone's not just there for sex. Like some of them are there. Like just like the egg laying episode. Like some of them are there to make money out of uh, something that only they can do. And for their case in the in the role play brothel was that they wanted to be they wanted to be good. And some of them want to get into that to, to become to become actresses. Like what was that? Uh, what was the name of that dr- that director that wanted to do lesbian scenes? I forgot, but like the one where she was like schlicking off every time she gets like she gets a really good scene. Oh, yeah. That one. Oh yeah. The, uh, when she was um, filming. When she was quote unquote directing. Directing the two feet. Uh, the two. I think it's from the gender swapping. Yeah, from the gender swap um, brothel. But like, yeah, shit, like that. Like, there is a demand for every type of of talent, and it fucking sh- because she's into that kind of shit. She really wants like really good acting, and she can't get off unless it's really good acting. And she fucking records it too. So like, oh my god, wow. She's recording it while flicking herself. There's there's just this fucking complexity to the show. Oh my god damn, I actually respect the world building that went through this. Oh my god. The economy is solid. Orcs make the world go round. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) The economy is built on orcs. Oh yeah, I I remember the episode of the... I think it's the last part of the Lilim episode where... How many orcs that were there? 100 plus? Yeah, in in the Demon Girl Aquarium. Yeah. The lower sucking butt. Yeah. That place was made for them. <laughs> that place was made for them. What I want to know is what happened after that? Because it's sleeping hundred, demons. It's a hundred strong orcs. Do, uh, do you remember how many demons were in that aquarium? 300, was it? Or am I exaggerating? No, I, I don't think it's... It was a lot. It was... Let's just say it's a lot. What did she say? Um, I'm not sure. She did not specifically mention... Um, yeah, she didn't, she didn't really specifically mention anything. She just made sure that the guys signed a fucking consent form before coming in. A waiver. Because it, a legal waiver. That if anything happens to you, it's a literal death she, sentence for them. She just fucking called it the Lilim Room. <laughs> Even if they cry, scream, or like, oh my god, I think, wait, wait, let me double check. There's an image here on Google. Yeah, even if you cry, scream, shriek, or pee, there's no way it lets you go midway. <laughs> like oh my god oh my god and after the orcs arrived they just tossed you away he's like ah, let's get rid of these guys Whee! i think the name of that shop should have been abandon all hope ye who enter here <laughs> what was it like, like did they freaking get to the shop it just said no restrictions on time or number of people 500 gold like what the fuck that's a steal well it- but when you realize you might not be coming out alive, it's... Well, if you're trying to bu- 
give yourself a budget in all of the brothels that are available, well, it's not going to be hard for you to decide. Uh, don't go in there alone. If you go in there alone, they'll go after you. They'll eat you alone. There won't hey. be anything left to you. Hey, Zell tried, okay? Zell even buffed up the entire party like it was a fucking boss fight. It was a fucking boss fight. It's the only reason why they were still alive. <laughs> what was great about that scene was all the guys' reviews, everyone sounded dead. And for me, that was the funniest shit ever. Oh my god, that was the funniest shit ever, and I love it. Like they, I felt bad that they gave it low review scores, though. I did feel bad about that. I, I, mean, I do understand everything in consideration, and that was just a bit too damn much. But at the same time... Bruh, you have not seen how rabid some characters are in fucking hentai. <laughs> oh, that's another thing that the show was able to elicit for me. I actually felt bad when they gave a brothel low review scores. When somebody gave it a four or, or, a, or a three, I legitimately felt that that wasn't right. These demon girls were really trying, you know? So uh, if your review is going to mean worse business for them, isn't that a bad thing? I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel so good about the idea that... Uh, about whatever, that? Yeah, I, I, I felt... I like it that later on in the episode, um, and later on in the series, more people were doing what um, uh, Stunk, Zell, and Krim were doing. Because, of course, the reviews and the way they rate it is based off their preferences and the, uh, along with their race. But now that other people are doing it, other races were doing it, they're giving different scores to different places based on their preferences. And I, um, as much as Stunk, Zell, and Krim hated the idea of people like copying what they're doing, it also gives a broader... Um, a, a broader like um, scope of like what these brothels and these girls and, or guys will be able to offer for the clientele, and that was what's really cool about it. Like as much as um, as much as Yazel and Krim were um, getting basically in Tagalog kopyahan ng homework. <laughs> It also basically helped the establishments get a sort of good notoriety because depending on the race that comes in, it caters to different clientels, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically a broken record right now. But yeah, so that was what's pretty cool about it. Zell, Sunk, and Krim gave them shitty scores, but these other people, I'm guessing... They found it curious that they would be given yeah. shitty scores and they tried it themselves just to find, they find, oh, it's not, this place ain't so bad. This, ain't, this place ain't so bad because I have certain kinds of kinks and this establishment fulfills that so holy shit i'll give him a higher score right yeah um like it's basically the same idea as the very first the very first pair of girls that stunk and sell got which was madame mitsue and, and elma so <laughs> like freaking zell's like you want to fuck that old bag and then uh, and stunk is like what do you mean she's hot as fuck and then there's <laughs> And then there's Zell with Madame Mitsue, and then Stangna goes, You wanna fuck that old bag? She's full, so, of, yeah. She's full of rich mana. <laughs> there you go. So it's basically a perspective kind of thing. Are you a mana? Um, like, like, yeah, are you in for the sex? Are you in for the mana? Are you in for both? Are you in for play? So it's like, I love that contrast that was going on with the fucking show. This show is legitimately deep when you look past uh, everything else, you know? It, it really is. It, it's stepping into deep psychological territory. How you can be... the, the thing about it is like it's sell its appeal and selling is of course sex. It's 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 basically like you get to bang the monster encyclopedia. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Monster Girl Encyclopedia. Right, exactly. And what's really cool about this, like, like if I can get into speaking of uh, psychology and shit, I want to get a bit into this um, into Shizoku reviewer because a friend brought this up earlier because of some uh, Twitch thoughts and what have you. But apparently, okay, what's happening with um, what's happening with all these brothels and why they're so prominent is because these girls are using um, what this term called a patriarchal bargain. Apparently, it's a real thing. It, this was apparently, uh, it's this term was coined just like what, like two years before I was born, like 1988. And it's basically a patriarchal bargain is um, how, um, what do you call this? was defined as a tactic in which a woman chooses to accommodate and uphold patriarchal norms. Basically, yeah, basically what we see in Ijizoku Reviewer. Accepting gender roles that disadvantage women overall, but maximize their own power, safety, and options. That's basically what's happening to the girls in Ijizoku Reviewer. So, who comes out the winner of all of this? Um, in, in all of Stunk and Zell's reviews, it's actually the girls in the brothels that perform the service. Because what Stunk and Zell do is they put them on the map and they put them on the spotlight for other people to see and i like this term no publicity is bad publicity sure stunk zell and Krim gave some low scores to to some but it did not stop people from visiting said establishments and try it out themselves so again it's a very big win-win factor for the girls in those establishments so yeah like thinking basically like what train bang said diving a bit deeper into this show it's actually pretty impressive how these girls were able to create something that we as a society oh my god especially japan think is bad and then they were able to turn it into something that's basically part of the economy that runs their kingdom oh you know what fuck it long story short fucking amsterdam <laughs> yeah with the weed yeah everybody likes the weed why don't we just regulate it you know you pay the tax and everybody's yeah. happy yeah exactly weed and hose done and then the hose at least gets safety a place to to rent a pl and you know clients done <laughs> Dude, the way the way that even though it's called a patriarchal bargain, it's exactly that. But as you said, the real winner really is the the males of that society become so inherently dependent on it. And they become yeah, yeah, because like they dude, need it, and if they lose that, they can you imagine what's going to happen, right? All lose, right? What's really cool about that is you know we're basically they're basically adventurers. They're basically going on, you know, they're doing quests. They're risking their lives to basically I don't know deliver a package, kill a deadly, uh, you know, defeat a deadly foe that's been causing chaos or trouble for certain parts of the of the kingdom. And you know, not all of them has like have a special someone to go back to. So, you know, why not emulate that for a bit of money, basically, for, you know, for the adventure. Give yourself the, a pat on the back and call it a great day, you know, with some boobs and beer. <laughs> I don't know. It's It works for them and not just for guys, but also for girls because, as established, there are guy brothels out there, too. So it's a win-win for everyone. And yet it's not so, uh, how do I say this? It's not so cut and dry. There's um, just like what you guys... Long story uh, short, the world <laughs> just works, and it's fucking amazing. Done. <laughs> I, the, I the microphone. <laughs> the, 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 well, if you were going to compare it to present-day society, the, the problems that, well, the problems that most certain people would have with this show is exactly what makes it great. I mean, we have to admit that. It's not popular with people who reject the very notion of a patriarchal bargain. We've come to a time where uh, the I, 
I, I, I, I'm trying to be pleasant with the words I'm using. Go, and, go for it, man. Go for it. Remember, this is what was the name of the fucking show again? Remember, honest this impression. is honest impressions. Present day now, a lot of people are toxic for whatever reason. In fact, some people don't even have a reason to be toxic. They're toxic for the sake of being toxic. For something like this show, it's entertainment, it's funny, it's also smart, it's sexy, but at the same time, most people find it offensive because of the sensitivity of the subject matter. People are not going to like the idea that you know, they're going to go on about, the women in this show are objectified by the male characters in the show. But at the same time, this is the narrative of that story. This is the kind of world they live in. Girls, uh, they are objective. Um, they are objectified, but they use it to their advantage. What the hell? In fact, you know, I can't even say that uh, they're at the losing end. Every time I think that they're at the losing end of things, I imagine the succubus aquarium, and I'm scared for my life. <laughs> imagine if those if those ladies were set free. Can you imagine the chaos? The chaos. How do I say this? Like, I, I want to add to that because, like. It's not as, like, like women were being objectified in the show. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's basically the premise here, hence it's a brothel. But at the same time, come on, they use it to their advantage. And not only that, they form, um, surprisingly, they form some meaningful connections with some clients, a.k.a. Zell and Madame Mitsue. <laughs> right. They're basically I mean, fucking friends. The way the show is portrayed, it's, it's actually a happy world. It is, it is. Like, you know, um, in an ideal world, that would be great. But, like, holy fuck, right? It's, it's not so, it's, again, it's not so cut and dry as, like, they're being objectified, they're, they get fucked, and then they're done. They get paid, and they're done. Some of these, some of these clients, like Elma and Mitsue, remember their clients and basically form connections with them. And basically, I don't know, from there, I don't, keep it as sex friends or, you know, whatever. It's really interesting to to note that this this show actually makes that their world feel very much alive as much as of a comedy etchy show that it is it's fun to watch it's fun to see how each place in the kingdom has its own motifs has its own brothels has its own themes and also all the kinks that each one offers so my god that's kind of crazy and let's also establish the fact that the women in the show they are not the weaker sex here they are fucking powerful as fuck. I mean, yeah, like, I, I just want to add real quick, fucking Madame Mitsue is a god. Okay? <laughs> She's a fucking legend, and everyone basically ranked her number one. What the hell? Okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. But, I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm basing off my monster gun cycle. Let's, if we look at Maidri. Well, what, 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 uh, She's a bird maid. She's a bird maid. Is just another way to refer to us, uh, harpy. Harpy, uh, not an atacocra. No, that's wrong. That's different. Uh, the thing about harpies, or the thing about bird maids, uh, if you look at their physical characteristic, they can fly with their arms. Some of them have winged arms. They can fly by flapping. Can you imagine how much muscle power is in those arms? Secondly, talons. They can pick up two, three people at once as they fly. Those things could rip you to shreds. Remember the break. Remember when Midri took down Zell and Stunk? Just in a single using, punch? Yeah, just using her talons. They, yes. They, they want to pull Krim out of the... I mean... Of the pub? What about the slime? Slime girl. You know what slimes actually do to people? Slow, painful, unescapable digestion. It's the very definition of vore. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it is. And, 
That is a horrible... Yeah, they treat slimes as level 1 enemies. But what if you have to deal with a level 100 slime? It swallows you whole, you drown in it, you can't get out. It's pretty much the blob, but in the form of a sexy woman. So, you're inside a sexy woman. I mean, not in that sense, but inside a sexy woman. And she's digesting you. Your skin is melting off and you can do nothing about it. And then we got, let's see, the mushroom girls. Poison spores, man! How do you fight that? Some fungus can grow on your brain, you know? Yeah. Remember the, Last of Us? Like, oh my god, oh, that's not a can of worms. <laughs> no, 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 Last of Us 1. Okay, oh, that one. That one. Let's, let's, let's not talk about that game that will never be named. Golf so. Simulator. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's that's all the time I'm going to do with Last of Us. Let's go back to the fun, you know, fun times. Fun times. Golems, dude. Golems. Okay. Golems. Girls. Golems are magically endowed automatons. They're puppets. They're puppets that will do whatever they are told, regardless of what the command is. So, in order for something, and I'm reading this, I read this from the Monster Encyclopedia, it requires a very high concentration of mana for a golem to even exist. Therefore, with that concentration of mana, it makes them really strong physically. Now, given that, I mean, I haven't even tackled the demon girls, the succubi, the lower, lower succubi. Holy shit, what those things would do to you. They probably would eat you physically, as in literally eat you, tear your flesh from your bones, if berserk. And then the demon lords. The demon lords! Or, or the orcs. You remember the orcs from the time I reincarnated as a slime? Those things were cannibals. They, they ate each other. So, everything in this show is OP. The weakest thing in this show is literally stock for being human. Supposed to be him. And you cannot describe any of the brothel workers as the weaker sex in this. Everyone has the ability to destroy you in ways you could not possibly imagine. Like, what was that one comment they did? Uh, they said for, like, harpies? Their legs are fucking powerful. Yes. So, yeah. The way that Madri's, like, beating up Stunk all the time, she's probably holding back. Trying she should kill the poor guy. If she kicked him at full force, he'd probably explode. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! If she kicked him at full force, he'd probably get torn right, right through the middle, or like I don't know, fly. And that's the beauty of this entire show. Uh, sure, it's there's, there's sexiness, objectification, but no one's the weaker sex here. In fact, the males have a lot to fear because if they lose the brothels, they lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> they lose the, the brothels. But yeah, like, that's what's really awesome about this show. It does not to go SJW, oh my god, I hate that term. <laughs> but the show basically is like, going back again, it's basically, um, I forgot the term already, what the fuck did I say? It's a wonderful example of patriarchal bargain. It's it's an awesome way that's to right. show it, you know? It's, it's done, uh, it's, in a way, it's done right with, and of course, when there are boundaries that the characters are not supposed to cross, they're slowly crossing that, the girls, the girls hit them on the head. I've seen, I've seen that, like, I get punished for it. They got punished for it. Like I remember, it was during yeah, it was during the the acting one. It was during the act, um, the role play thing. I think it was Stunk's girl. Basically, they had um, they had an agreement that they can only do certain things. And Stunk got too horny and was about to. I think was it eat her out or like nibble on her or something. Something she didn't want to do. And what did she do uh, while they were role playing? As Stunk was like dominating her, she basically karate chopped him on the head. 
<laughs> so there is still there a is level still, of control there. There's still a level of control even for them. They are not the weaker sex at all. You pay them so you can fuck them, but in a sense, you also agreed to their boundaries. They right. have like like what do they call um, what do they call in the real world? Um, there's a walkers do's and don'ts. There we go. And there we go. The, 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 I think the way I was thinking about it was they're actually just letting you fuck them. In a way, yeah. They're letting you. They're just letting you do them for a price. And they, they can be very decent about it, provided you observe the rules. Exactly. Except in the Demon Girl Aquarium. That still scares the fuck out of me. Now, see that when you had to sign a waiver. That's basically like <laughs> you going up, going up like death, the roller coaster, death mountain. And you just, you got to sign that fucking waiver because y'all know your guts are going to come out the other side of that fucking roller coaster ride. <laughs> How much to fire that 50 caliber machine gun? Um, two dollars, but you're gonna sign this. What's this for? You know, loss of limb, law injuries to you. <laughs> oh my god, you're going to need a hundred strong for that for you to conquer that brothel. To be honest, no, you'd have to be orcs, you'd have to be an army of orcs in suits, dude. The orcs are salary men, exactly. <laughs> basically, like. The hentai tag, they're the basically the medieval ugly bastard hentai tag, and yet here they're salarymen. That's a nice and like, like I like that twist because we because of because of hentai <laughs> specifically, they're, they're treated like the uh, decent members of society. Exactly, they they provide the biggest political service. They just have specific needs that are easily met, and they will work twice as hard even after that, and they will continue that cycle until they die, <laughs> and it works. Why can't politics in this world be that simple? <laughs> Uh, I guess it's called an isekai for a reason. It's another world. Awesome. You guys want to wrap it up and give our final score for Ishizoka Reviewer? Yeah, let's start with you. Okay. In, in full fashion, let's start it off with... No, actually, no. Let's start it off with PM, because he had the idea for right. Honest Impression. He should start our host and master for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we gotta, we gotta, like, let's let's rate the show the same way they rate the broth, um, the brothels, dude. You oh, go. give a commentary and review. <laughs> yep. and uh, I'm game. I'm game. Let's do this. All right. So <laughs> let's to start it off. Ishizoka reviews was a really entertaining show. It really opens your mind and, <laughs> in a lot of ways. So. <laughs> a lot of ways. And to be honest, I can't wait for a second season. I wish, um, I wish Studio Passion give will give us an update on that. On that, so it's going to be an eight out of ten for me. Eight out of ten. It, awesome. That's an awesome score, man. All right. <laughs> Your turn, man. Uh, train band. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to PM too. I bleep out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bleep it out like it, like it was a hentai word I just said. Yeah, yeah. You bleep out our names, PM. Make sure you do that. Listen to the whole thing and bleep out our names. Because I'm sure we said our names a couple of times in here. <laughs> let's uh, let's make it a bit more creative. Instead of just a normal bleep, let's use like one of the moans from Ishizoku. Oh. Uh, I, I'm actually <laughs> thinking of that. Please, thank you for, for uh, confirming it. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. It doesn't have to be a moan. It just has to be like, yeah. Uh, you know, when the girls say yeah or something. Well, I don't know. Okay, go go for it. Go for a train back. Female Zell scream at episode three. All right. Okay. So, um, reference. Shizoka reviewers. Intellectually captivating. It was 
an Alice in Wonderland type of experience for me. Because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I was given ideas of what to expect, but nothing of what I expected actually showed up. I got more than that. It's like drinking water, not really knowing that you were taking shots of vodka, and then drinking some more anyway. And at the same time, creatively speaking, narratively, you'd think it was simple. You'd think it was a very cheesy, very campy approach to a simple, etchy storyline. But there are so many underlying layers to what makes the show work. So many little details regarding the universe of this uh, this series that can be easily taken for granted. But when, when you look at it, it's a full-blown working system. And I find that beautiful. But on top of that, the show is fucking hot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's eye candy, for, but more than that, it's audio candy. To explain, I play episode three, just the audio when I'm, you know, when I'm outside listening to music, I just play the audio. I just listen to it. I don't have to see it. I just have to hear it. And that's enough for me. Imagination conquered it. Uh, let Cue the SpongeBob JF of the Imagination Rainbow. It's a 9 out of 10 for me. Absolute 9 out of 10. And I don't give that score much to anything else. But this blew me out of the water. It was that good. It was very shallow at certain points, but it was shallow on purpose. And when you understand the reason why it was, I think it was even more beautiful because of that. So 9 out of 10. Holy crap, that's high. I'm a shallow guy with simple needs. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm zealot. <laughs> uh, so for me... In true fashion, I have to say it's just like it was a review from Mishizoka. I have scoured the um, the dark jungles of Bible Black, swam the seas of Boku no Pico, and went through the safari, which is Shosai Note, and all these wonderful fucking hentais. And I honestly thought that going into Shizoka Reviewer is just going to be a soft, etchy anime trying to pose as a hentai. But as as we all know, the, sh um, the show just pulled one from under our feet episode after episode. Just like Train Bang and PM, I honestly thought that the show was, you know, nothing but, but like fodder and... It was basically fan service, and it was and like it was Monster Encyclopedia, but fuckable. <laughs> Monster Girl Encyclopedia. I'm sorry, but you know, like having this conversation with you guys, and actually also looking deeper into the story and on how the world works, on how the girls are treated, on how it's honestly um, wonderfully fleshed out. Sure, we do not see the isekai adventuring side of things more uh, much, but it does not. I don't think we should end the narrative, but like from episode one all the way to episode twelve, it's been a roller coaster ride both for me and my dick. <laughs> Amen to and, that. I'm and not like this show uh, gave me the sense of respect for a lot of the characters for what they do, even for the perverts, Zell Zell and Stunk, and but more specifically for all the monster girls we see and how each of their broth and how they basically just work. So for the show and for my admiration of the brave studio passion for even going through this and beyond and to the voice actors who gave so much life to the show as well, I want to give it a 10 out of 10. Ooh, 
<laughs> that's going to be hard to beat. Shit, it's it's a bar. I'm I'm saying it right now. I'm I'm gonna set if ever we're gonna do more etchy anime in the future. This is basically the bar I wanted at, and not even whip hip girl can beat this shit. Oh my god. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Oh, I still can't get over it. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. If you got, if you have any suggestions, please leave a review on any platform that you're currently listening to, and just give us a slight of love. That's all we need. Yeah, guys, like and subscribe right now. <laughs> like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Tell us what you like. About no. <laughs> your favorite episodes or what your favorite monster girl was and we'll see you guys in the next fucking episode of whenever this comes out uh, bye guys take care guys stay safe bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>